the people that you find on the edge of the organizations who have created these multiple relationships across the organization are most likely ladder burners. It would be like you on the in the accounting field spending a lot of time with the folks in if you were if you were working inside a business uh, in in on the uh, manufacturing floor. Welcome to Change Your Mindset Podcast, where it's all about believing in and executing on different and innovative ways to strengthen both your leadership and communication skills to help increase your success and especially in today's disruptive business environment. One of the most effective ways of building stronger leadership and communication skills is by embracing the principles of improvisation. (laughs) Yes, that's right, improv. Your host, Peter Margaritas, is an improv virtuoso. He's also a certified speaking professional and a CPA, also known as the Accidental Accountant. Each episode of Change Your Mindset is designed to bring you different and innovative ideas, thoughts, and behavioral changes on a variety of differing topics, with the sole purpose of strengthening your critical soft skills. We may call them soft skills, but they are the hardest to master. And when we do, greater success and growth is the result. So jump in and start changing your mindset now. Let's start the show. Today, my guest is a longtime friend, Dr. Alan Patterson, who has more than three decades of international business experience. In 2006, he formed Metore, a consulting practice specializing in leadership and organizational development. His expertise has been tapped by many global and national businesses and organizations, including Anheuser-Busch, Biogen, Federal Reserve Bank, Johnson & Johnson, Hewlett-Packard, Major League Baseball, and the United States Navy. He's the author of Leader Evolution, From the Technical Expertise to Strategic Leadership. Alan has been a college lecturer and frequent presenter at several state and national conferences. He is the past board chair for the Fondue Le Boys and Girls Club, a former member of Fondue Le Women's Fund Board, and current president of the governance board of the Terrace Way Charter School. Alan released his new book, Burn Ladders, Build Bridges, Pursuing Work with Meaning and Purpose on May 6th of this year, 2022, and you can find it on Amazon. Our conversation focuses on his book, and Ginny Kuth, who is his marketing person, joins us in our conversation. And before we get to the interview, just a couple of housekeeping items. Off Script, Mastering the Art of Business Improv is available for purchase on Amazon in paperback and in Kindle. If you'd like to learn more about the book or better yet, order a copy, go to offscriptimprov.com and order your copy just by clicking the click to order button. If you'd like to buy 10 or more books, please contact me so I can offer you a bulk discount. And you can reach me through my email at peter at petermargaritas.com. Remember to subscribe to this podcast and share this episode with a friend. I would greatly appreciate if you'd leave a review of the show wherever you download your podcast from. Also, please visit my newly rebranded YouTube channel, Peter A. Margaritas, CSP, CPA, Biz Improv Virtuoso, where you can see previous podcast video episodes along with this one. And while you're there, just hit the subscribe button so you won't miss any updates. 
This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. This episode is sponsored by Peter A. Margaritas, LLC, also known as The Accidental Accountant. Are you looking for a speaker that can bring powerful content, virtually or in person or on-site, that is memorable and engaging in a way that motivates and inspires your audience? Instead of data dumping and numbing with numbers, imagine your people and teams delivering a financial story to your stakeholders, a story that creates engaging and relationship-building business conversations. Would you be interested in learning more about how that is accomplished? How would you feel if the value your facilitator provided your organization far exceeded the dollar amount on their invoice? Peter Margaritas, CPA and Certified Speaking Professional, delivers all of the above and much, much more. All of Peter's programs can be done virtually, in person and on-site at your location, or at an off-site venue. Send Peter a note at peter at petermargaritas.com and or visit his website at www.petermargaritas.com to learn more about what Peter can bring to your next conference, management retreat, or workshop. Now, let's get to interview with Dr. Alan Patterson and Jenny Cruz. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Um, this is going to be fun. I've got two individuals that are going to be I'll be interviewing one of them. This is his third time. So I think if I start like an SNL three time, five time, you know, get a special <laughs> jacket or something. And first and foremost, Dr. Alan Passion, thank you for being on my podcast again now for the third time. Peter, what, what could be a bigger honor? <laughs> yeah, I can take him about a million, but I appreciate yeah, me too. But, but for now, that's <laughs> number and, three is good. And Jenny Knuth is with us as well. And she had, and, and we're going to be talking about Alan's book that's coming out on May 6th of 2022. And Jenny has helped him from a marketing perspective with this book. I, 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 Alan will vouch for me on this. Once you started helping, all of a sudden, he, what, is this from Alan? This is really good stuff. Holy God, he, he can't, he cannot be doing this on his own. And that's what he said. I, I hired this wonderful person named Jenny. And she's been helping me. So Jenny, thank you very much for uh, joining us on this conversation. Well, thank you and excited to be here. See where our conversation leads us. And we're going to improvise the whole thing. Who knows where we'll end yeah. up. Yes. <laughs> so, so, Alan, back in uh, what was the date? Let me get that date. Back in uh, March of 2021, you were on my podcast. That was season three, episode 11. And you just started talking about this new book that you were thinking about writing. So what was your motivation in writing Burn Ladders, Build Bridges? I think, Peter, the, the thing that I was had jumped out at me is the work that I was doing with clients was this kind of blind faith, a belief in a progress. The progression of your career is, I don't know, in accounting, what would it be? You know, an accountant one and then an accountant two and then a three and maybe you go to a four if you don't become a manager and so on. And and that people were on have been on this treadmill and in within that treadmill is that 
in, inherent in that is that someone else is going to decide where you go. And you could say, well, that's just the nature of the world. People make judgments all the time. Well, I can appreciate that. But when you see the devastation that's taken place because people don't know how to 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 uh, uh, talk about themselves with their boss, they they uh, people are limited. Not you and me uh, of the three of us, you and I can can have the qualification according to statistics that Jenny doesn't about how far you go. And it's like, what the heck is this all about? What is this? What is, what is it in the impact and devastation? So as I started to think about this and talking to a couple of colleagues, it's um, don't, don't climb the ladder. It's like, we need, there's a better concept and a better mindset. And it starts, thank you, Pablo Picasso, with an act of destruction as being the first step in a, in a new creation. And the more I thought about this, uh, the more I realized that underneath all this is that people are leaving their career, their, their career, whether they know exactly where they're headed or not, which is there are a lot of people in that second category, in the hands of other people. That's like saying the biggest purchase you make, people make in their lives is it used to be the, their house. I don't know what it is now. And it's like, oh, I, you know, I'll make some cockeyed decision on that. And yet if I'm spending 10 more dollars on a television, it drives me nuts. So what's what? is that? What is that blind faith? And the more I thought about it and wanted to flesh out this idea, uh, Jenny and I had been working together. We've worked together on a couple of boards and some projects in the community. And she very uh, uh, gifted uh, in her profession. And she's just, she was on the edge of snarkiness and was able to push me ahead forward. But it was really our discussions that kind of made, made this come to life. It's like, am, is this, am I making this up or is this real? And I can let Jenny tell you about her reactions. And I, I, there's no doubt in my mind, I couldn't have gotten this far or done this without her help. And yes, yeah, she's got marketing skill and good with uh, uh, media and, and social media. And, but it's more than that. It's really thinking this through and not just from uh, a single perspective. So that, that's the impetus. It's how to help people that say, I really want something more out of my career. You know, it's ironic because what do we ask people? What do you do for a living? What do you do for a living? So we're attaching something big to that. And there are a lot of people that just they, they, they get stuck or they don't like their jobs or they think it's out of their control. And it's like, how does that happen? And why would you uh, continue in an environment like that? So today, tell me about some of those early conversations you had with the doctor, the good doctor, Mr. Patterson. Yes, uh, we call him trouble. <laughs> 
so yeah, it was it it all trouble trouble in a good way. Uh, Alan likes to instigate um, good conversation about yeah. important topics, and of course, on our boards, you know, he he always had some insightful sharings, and I, I think we just started, you know going back and forth on various, you know, community projects. And then the next thing, you know, we're, we're grabbing coffee and and chatting about some of his ideas and ladder burning came up, ladder burners came up. So we kept on talking and, you know, doing some website stuff, logo stuff, that kind of thing. And as we, um, as he was telling me about ladder burners, it, it really, struck a chord with me. Uh, and I think for me, it was this combination, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very futuristic in my thinking. I love dreaming about the what ifs. And so for me, it, it, it hit me personally in that, you know, I was always looking for, okay, what is my, my next move? What, like, I would love to sit in conversation and be like, okay, when I grow up or, you know, in, in five years, like thinking about all of the what ifs and, when Alan and I started talking about ladder burners, which eventually evolved into his book, Burn Ladders, Build Bridges, it it really stood out to me as kind of a wake up call of, okay, you love thinking about this future stuff, but what are you really doing? And I noticed I was, I was waiting and you know, I loved where I worked and who I worked with, but I was still waiting. And so, you know, it's, it's been one of those things where this personally resonated with me, like I shared. And, and then I saw it resonating with many other people that I'd be talking to, whether it was friends and colleagues or people that I haven't talked to for a while where we'd sit down and, you know, they'd be saying, okay, well, this is where, where I'm at in my next move. And, you know, I don't know what's next, or I'm not happy. And it, it just seems like such a common theme to, to Ellen's point too, that I've experienced it. And I hear it time and time again, we, we wait. And by the, we, I mean, you know, society, and it could be someone fresh out of college. It could be someone that's got, you know, 15, 20 years in their roles, which is about where I'm at. And it could be, you know, heck, even talking to my mom (laughs) when, when she's talking about her work. And of course she's looking at retirement in a handful of years, it still comes down to, what, what really lights me up? Where, where am I going with this? And it's different for each person. It's unique, but saying, okay, wake up call. You can have the conversations here. You can take control of it. And it's empowering. Um, It was empowering for me. And I see others light up when you start talking in this way that is real and, um, just very, very, uh, it, it, it walks the line of professional yet a little bit of rebel. And I, that resonates with me too. You know, the, the question not standing for the status quo. And that's exactly, it's exactly what society lines us up for when we talk about success. So I love coming back around to say, let's, let's think about this different. Let's question this. How can this be better for everybody? Not just me too. So that, that's that. a lot, but. <laughs> but, but, but it's right. It's, it's on point. It, it's, it's when Alan and I first started our careers, it, it was like, you know, we went to work. It was like, you know, having our parents there going, children should be seen, not heard. That, that military authoritarian type of, of leadership. I'm going to tell you what to do. I'm not going to collaborate with. I'm just going to tell you. And, 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 you know, we had to be seen to be trusted. And, and I love how this has evolved 
over time because I think that old leadership style, somebody needs to take it on, execute it and get rid of it and bring something new and fresh into the market. But and, and we'll talk about the great resignation, but it, it's also due to a lack of trust that leaders have in their people. And, and you know, I, 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 ask, I ask audiences, uh, what business are you at? And, you know, the accountants go, oh, I'm in tax. No, no, you, no, you're not. It's a byproduct. I'm in this. I'm in that. And I get them to the point that they want to hit me. And I go, the business that you're in is the people business first and foremost. Without people, you have no business. Right. And a lot of them look at me like, oh, what are you talking about? What are you talking about, Willis? Right. And if they don't get it. But more and more as that older baby boomer is retiring out of those leadership roles, the younger folks are coming in and embracing this thing big time. And I think your book is right spot on, right on time. And and, and this should be something that everybody picks up and reads. Yeah, well, from from your mouth to uh, to to, uh, to uh, uh, Amazon's ears, <laughs> Jeff Bezos, where are you now? Yeah, I, I think what what's so fascinating. I, I, this happened a couple of days ago, and I haven't even told Jenny this because it just happened, and it will be somebody she knows. But it's you know I'll make it nameless. Someone talking about whether they were going to interview for a job. And and would they take the job? And the words that came out of this person's mouth, but we're a little nice in the way I'm going to put it. But I know this person and this person's really an idiot. And so basically what I'm doing is I'm interviewing for a job where I have no respect for the person that I could be working for. And I'm thinking to myself, why? If, if this were if this were your first job. As what Jenny and I joke about, it's like, okay, there's one you can cross off the list. Working for an idiot boss. Got that. <laughs> what what now, coach? Well, go out and see if you can find somebody really smart. Okay. Off I go. And it's like, and this is a really, really, really smart person with multiple talents. And it's like, what locks you into that fear? What makes you think that you would settle? for that. I don't think this person would say they were stuck, but I I sure as heck think that they feel like the moves that they could make are out of their control. And and I, I just I, I I disagree. I think there's a lot within your control, but the approach has to be different. The way you approach it. And I, you know, one of the common characteristics, Peter, this would come as no surprise to you. And I, I didn't do this and, and with Jenny's help, this wasn't a research study. I mean, I read as much as I could about career development and people getting stuck in the seven-year itch and all that kind of stuff. But when you when you get right down to it, it it's like, are you really doing, are you working on something? If this is a if this is a thing, if you're looking for meaning and purpose, you're not going to find it in the latter. That meaning and person uh, purpose, not, there's a Freudian slip, comes through my meeting and working with people like like Jenny and you. That's how it happens. That's where the energy comes from. I mean, I remember it wasn't the first time, Peter, but it was one of those times we were in New York City. You remember that? We <laughs> ate outside. I don't know. I was hysterical. I don't even know what it was about. 
I mean, we're sitting out on the on the friggin' street for God's sake. Yep. Having a good time. Do so. I rest my case on on situations like that. And uh, Jenny, I, I mean, how many conversations have we had? Millions. Yeah. Well, and I mean, you talk to that point wonderfully because you know whether it was this person that you were chatting with, um, or if I flash back to a handful of years ago when. Maybe not. I mean, it's kind of it's an ongoing process. I'm not saying I've been stuck for, you know, a number of years, but per my comment earlier of being very futuristic and wondering like, okay, what is my next move? Like what, where is this all going? You know, I, before Alan and I worked on the, this book t- together and me helping him with the marketing and, and strategy behind some of it, um, I had gone to Alan and I said, Hey, I, I need your coaching you know, because of course, everything in this book is what Alan read, but it, it's so much more of what he has done over the last <laughs> 40 plus years in helping people um, all over in different industries and different walks of life in their career development and, and talent development, culture support, all of that. And so I found myself, I think, calling him one day to say, Alan, I, I think I need you to coach me. And, you know, his approach was very much that spinning it around and asking some really important questions of me to consider, but then, you know, really asking me to look at who, who, um, is really, you know, your people where you can, you know, go out there, build those relationships, form those connections, be intentional in reaching out. And no, I'm not saying, you know, connecting, you know, sending an invite on LinkedIn. I mean, maybe that's a starting point, but that's not it. It's, you know, actually picking up the phone, regular intentional outreach, not just about what they can do for you. I mean, just very intentional conversation. And, you know, a lot of, I'm surely, I think I found some notes from our chats a couple of years back where it was like, all right, put away the notes. We want, you know, eyeball to eyeball conversation, you know, make it personal. And of course, things like that change. We can still do eyeball to eyeball over Zoom and things like that these days. But like that, that was one of the biggest takeaways where it was, okay, who can you build those relationships with? And then really helping me understand that, it doesn't have to be perfect right off the bat. I can be very human in it and, and look at it as an experiment. And so that's where, you know, this whole idea of the learning lab and, you know, of course, building trust with people to your comment earlier, Peter, that, you know, we absolutely need to show and share our, our knowing, our knowledge, our experience, but some of this, as you go and and figure out what you want to do, what your next steps are, it is absolutely an experiment. And then noticing what you liked, what worked, what didn't work. And so I don't know, that was a huge takeaway for me. And I know there's a chunk of that in the book too. Well, it's about taking risks and it's about failure and making mistakes, yep. but not beating yourself up over those mistakes because someone told me a while back if you look at as an like as an entrepreneur you're going to fail at stuff but if you look at fail as an acronym first attempt at learning your business will grow tenfold versus beating yourself up up over every time you had a crazy idea and it had come to fruition 
So it's, I, I think so, which makes me think what describe, I mean, you're a ladder burner. I'm a ladder burner. You're a ladder burner. We're all ladder burners, but some aren't. Some some just want the status quo, do not accept, don't like risk and, and don't like change in their lives. So can you describe like within an organization who would typically be a ladder burner? Uh, well, we've, we've uncovered that it's not a one size fits all. Okay. So let, let me borrow from the people that have really studied this, uh, whether it's uh, Brene Brown or uh, several people, professors at Harvard that have looked into career development and, and what they say. I, I, I kind of thought this, it's the, the, the people you, that you find on the edge of the organizations who have created these multiple relationships across the organization are most likely ladder burners. It would be like you on the in the accounting field spending a lot of time with the folks in if you were if you were working inside a business uh, in in on the uh, manufacturing floor. And it's like, well, why? It's well, they're my clients. I, you know, I want to understand what they're going through. And then you find out, well, you know, a lot about what's going on politically inside the organization. Well, how did that happen? It's because you put yourself on the edge. Um, I think when you find people, I mean, I've described several of the techniques, but one giveaway, and I and I have one guy in mind that it just he he's the one of the funniest people I ever knew because he had such a Boston accent. He was a caricature of himself, and he was Columbo, and he didn't mind calling people out in a meeting. And what he would do, a classic ladder burner. It's like, I don't know, Peter, let me let me see if I got this right. You said we're supposed to be transparent, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's what we talked about. OK, so now you're telling me we're not going to go to our employees and tell them why they've got to come in. And, you know, we're not going to have a shutdown. They're going to have to come in those two weeks anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Well, I, I don't know. Sounds confusing to me. So I think where you find that people will will speak up. Uh, are attend more toward that ladder burning. It, it, it's part of it is personality driven. I'll give you that. But I think what it really is, uh, one of our colleagues, of, uh, I'm thinking of Kelly Jenny, that she's characterized it as, as being more mission driven. People that are willing to look at the bigger picture. Uh, God, I had a client, have a client uh, who's in the biotech field and they've just made this Incredible. They, they just had a drug approved by the FDA. It's a big deal. Small cell cancer. And it's like he he talks about the people they help. And so I think when you see people that have this broader view, this bigger context of what their job is, and, and it's clear that they're looking for making a difference whether they're snarky, um, I mean, why, why, you know, you, you're, were you or Carl calling it, because a lot of people call it edutainment, you know, this cross between education and entertainment. It's like, well, what is that all about? Well, it, it's, it's having fun with what you're doing 
Um, and it's trying to make an impact. So when we talk about impact and meaning, when you find people like that, I would characterize them more as ladder burners. Many, Jenny pointed this out to me, many don't leave ladder climbing organizations. It's not if they, it's not as if they bail. I mean, you bailed. Um, I never was really part of it. I bailed. Uh, Jenny is partially there, you know, I mean, she's still working. But my point is, that doesn't mean that you're you have to leave. Uh, some people get pushed off and but they just use that as an opportunity to move forward. But to a great extent, ladder, there are ladder burners inside. If I want to take this into a different realm, Peter, and this sounds very general, uh, it, but it really is where the crossover is. It's where you see people in uh, leadership, diff, uh, leadership positions that are really uh, characterized as the best boss, the ones that really understand, because the whole premise that we're going on is a ladder climber puts themselves in the middle of their universe. And that's just because that's how the game works. Right. Ladder burners, no question. It's not about me. It's about how I can help. And it, this isn't lip service. This isn't, okay, I've, you know, I'm just, I belong to a service club, so I have to articulate this. No, this is real. It's funny you mentioned about those two, you said an account that'd be like me going on the manufacturing floor. When, when I used to work for Victoria's Secret Catalog, not as a model, Jenny, I appreciate you thinking about that. <laughs> I really do, but let's get past that point right now. Um, you, know how, you know how I got the nickname the Accidental Accountant? My boss told me during a review before my cheeks hit the seat, she said, how in the hell did you ever become a CPA? CPA can get down there. I can get you this far. You're an Accidental Accountant. And I thanked her for that, but I also said, when you want something done in this building, who do you ask? Well, you, Pete, because your cheeks are never in the seat. Well, no, 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 no. There's a stereotype about the accountant in an organization. And we're in the information gathering business. So are they going to give me information that, oh, God, here comes, here comes that accountant, no guy? Or is that the CF, no guy? Or I, they always say no. Or if I build a relationship with someone outside of this department and they see me as Pete, they're more likely to give me the information that I need. Right. Just happen to be an accountant. Just happen to be an accountant. And, and the, look, the look that she gave me was still a Scooby-Doo, like, I don't get it. But, you know, that's 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 what ladder burners do, I guess. It's it's that lean into the fear. It's like, you know, questions. Like, I don't know. I think those who climb the corporate ladder I, I, I think money is their main motivation. I may be wrong. You may have research to prove it differently. But those who, who you talk about, their mission is to serve others. There's some yeah. purpose. There's, and, and money is somewhere way it, down. It, yeah. Money, money, prestige, and status promotion are, are the big motivators. And, you know, you want to you wanna get into a discussion. And, and, and a lot of this is in the literature you know, the scientific part behind this, that that though that kind of extrinsic award, uh, reward doesn't last forever. And where I can see people debating the concept of ladder burning is, you know, you 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 are talking from a, a, 
a place that says, well, you're really talking about self-actualization. You know, if if somebody has to put food on the table, somebody has to earn money to have a roof over their head for them and themselves and their family. Why or how would you ever think they could think about anything other than than the the money aspect. And I appreciate that. I think this is part of that hierarchy. I don't think this is that everybody um, is necessarily in a position if they don't have those immediate and important needs met that they they can think more about, okay, is this job meaningful? But I think the people that latch onto the ladder and feel the need to climb it are, are people that are self-absorbed. There's an ego piece to this. Um, And it, 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 and many, so I've heard, and, and I also call climbing the ladder is the road to not good enough. And I don't just mean thinking about uh, what Lawrence Peters said that, you know, you rise to your level of, of uh, uh, inability uh, which is really a very political notion because it's mostly that people come up as an achiever and then they reach a, a stage where their success is going to be, be based more on their political skills and their relationship management skills, and they're not skilled. So they, they hit that point of incompetence. I think, I think the reason I call it the road to nowhere is the example that I just gave earlier about somebody saying, I would even entertain working for somebody that I don't respect because, because of what, what's the, what the, why more money. Getting your thoughts. I know you're still trying to get that picture of the Victoria's Secret catalog model. Out of oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Peter. It actually moved on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think one of the things that I was kind of coming back around to was um, what Alan had kind of started talking about it. You know, I, I am absolutely an achiever. You know, when I, when I look at how, how I was raised um, and, and, you know, it's just common, like, all right, you got to, you know, go after in sports, very competitive in school. Why isn't that an A or A minus and A plus, you know, I, I even going into college and, and, you know, doing the work that I did as a designer for a number of years, I I was very much about accomplishment, like pixel perfect design, of course, making clients happy and, you know, reaching goals and that kind of thing. And so we're, we're, we're taught that achievement and like, you know, what is that goalpost of success and and moving us forward? It's okay. What's the next thing? What's the next thing? Um, and so for me, you know, slowing things down and actually asking myself, what, what does success at work look like for me? And, and even taking it away from, you know, the work, it's like, what does success in life look like? And that's a big question to answer, but, you know, obviously work is important pay and, and all of that is important. So I can't remember the specific question that led us down this, this track necessarily, but I, I do think that, you know, the games that we play 
and, and Alan's book talks a lot about that achieving advance is, is one. And that's, you know, the, the, the education mindset um, that gets you places, right. But there's more to that. And then, you know, I think we just naturally fall into the game of climbing that ladder. And, and so this idea of burning the ladder is, is a shift in mindset and, and the, Building bridges is the action that creates those opportunities. And where I'm at right now, I wouldn't necessarily say that I've I've jumped off the ladder, but I'm absolutely taking the relationships that I had and have had over the last however many years of my career. And I'm using that to forge forward and create something new. That's a combination of all of it. And it's so freeing. I've, I've got the pay to help take care of myself and my family and, and also the freedom to, you know, do what I need to do to be happy. And, and it always comes down to, um, the people, you know, when I've talked to, it's coming back to me now, the, the question was what makes a ladder burner essentially. And for me, it, in, in myself and in others, it, it's always, you know, when you think back to like what has made your various roles and the organizations you've worked with enjoyable for me and others I've talked to, it usually always comes down to, well, it was the people hands down. And I can say that for every single place that I've worked. And so um, I think that's a sure sign of a ladder burner. Um, as well as the people that, you know, aren't afraid to ask the stupid questions or the silly questions and, and challenge as we've been saying. So it's a combination of mindset and action. That's, that's, that's spot on. I mean, I, my mind, my, my mind went in 18 different directions in this conversation. Because, I wonder why. <laughs> yeah. My, my favorite movie quote, my mind's a raging torrent, flooded with remnants of thought, cascading into a waterfall of creative alternatives. Uh, and, and, but it, it does come down to people. And people don't leave an organization. People leave a boss or they right. follow a boss. Yeah. And I hate that word boss, but somebody who they report to. Because they, how they made them feel, right? And, and we, and they also leave organizations because of the other type of boss that is just the opposite. And um, it's amazing that they can still survive in the in the workplace because Those bosses you know, mean, yeah, the bosses, the, the, the bosses might, you know, you you might get the same work out of both from both people, both bosses. But however, with with the uh, the other boss, the, the mean boss, they have such a high turnover of people. Yeah, and that costs money. Yeah, it's 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 unsustainable. It's and, and forget that it's old school. Yeah, I mean it is so old school. And and this isn't an either or. I I say you know people would say well micromanagement's bad. Well, it's not bad if you're working with somebody who hasn't done something before and they have no clue how to do it. Hell, you're going to be micromanaging and they're going to love it. They're going to say how do I do it and you're going to show them. But I I think what's different, what makes this different. Is and I we I think the lure is ladder burners. I think that just kind of people oh, that's pretty cool. What's that? Well, what the hell is that? The 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 coup de gras though, as Jenny said, the action part is the building bridges because 
and she, uh, Jenny created this wonderful illustration. It's it's a bridge, but the bridge itself, as we've talked about it, is such a metaphor. And I know it's 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 an overdone metaphor. But what I'm saying is once you get to the bridge, bridge, you building that bridge, that's where the magic happens. So how you leave that bridge can can depend on any number of things. And I think that speaks to people's career development, like what you've had, Peter, and, and what I've done. But I think yours has been really, I mean, you, 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 you're, you're the man for all seasons in terms of the kinds of things you've done seriously. I'm not, this is not, you know, ingratiating that it's just, you're such a great example of what this can look like. And I distilled it down as we, uh, Jenny and I talked about this, the people that you're looking for are interesting and interested. And you say, well, how, how do you define that? It's not how I define it. It's how you define it because they're defining, they're helping you define your interests. I don't know. I just think that's cool as hell. It's just the kind of, it's the, you know, take somebody like Tom Hood. I mean, he's, he, I I realize he's, you know, he's risen. He's exceptional. I mean, he's just, He's head of the organization that uh, uh, was soon to be the big organization, I predict, of accountants, uh, Jenny, in the, the association. But he's he's just he's just a, an unusual guy. I don't know if he would consider himself a ladder burner, but boy, I sure would because of, of his approach and his way to engage people. Yeah, and and he's he's got his biggest test right now working inside the association, oh, God. association of, of international certified professional accountants, uh, which is a behemoth organization. And to bring your personality into this organization, I mean, he was the CEO of the Maryland Association of CPAs. Now he's he got he got sucked up into the alien mothership. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and we all, but, but I've run, I've run into a few. He's still the same jovial guy. He knows, yeah. And and, and he's playing the game, but he's playing it under to some degree under his rules. Well, that's the difference. Yeah, that's because you get that you respect. Create your own path. Yeah, right. create your own path. I, I've always yeah. said I, I I'm unemployable. Being you being, not, being an entrepreneur for me to. For me to do a W-2 job, highly likely that you'd see me on the Today Show soon thereafter for all the wrong reasons. However, with that said, I said it would have to take a very special job for me to, to leave this or even part this or even have it part time to go if it met that meaning. If it met that, that would help me to achieve that. You, but you see here, here, let's, let's talk about you for a minute. Oh, no, I, this is about you guys. We're, we're, no, we're no, well, no, because I, I, I mean, Jenny doesn't know you and I know you every time I, you know, three, I'm going for five. I want the jacket. <laughs> uh, you, what, what you capture, Peter, what you capture is that you have a piece of so many people that doesn't take away from them. 
And I can't imagine you would get that working for inside one organization, if, if I'm making any sense. I think that ability that you have connects. And when I say take, I mean, uh, uh, assimilates, you know, becomes a part. It's just, it's just, and it's, and, and it's with, I mean, if you buy this, putting people in the center of your universe, there's no degradation. They, people grow from that. And so if you had to, you know, follow the, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe you'd surprise me. I, I just think you, you, even if you get on stage and it bombs, you, you could cry and say, okay, well, there's, there's one night I don't want to relive. What's next? Well, I, what, what stand-up has taught me, and it's taught me more later after I got out of stand-up, that you know, you're, you're selling a product on stage. And if you bomb, that's just your audience giving you feedback. So you need to take that product back, work on it, bring it back, and try again. Uh, the first time I did stand-up, I, I swore I would never do it again. Two days later, I'm plotting out my next open mic. And it also taught me how to deal with audiences and stuff, because when you hear crickets, a lot of crickets, and then you start hearing laughter and stuff, it, it, you learned how to, how, to, how to deal with an audience. I still use some of those skills today. So let's get back to you guys as we begin to wrap up. Um, so you mentioned that, that people can buy this on Amazon. Yeah. Starting May 6th. So this will have come out after that fact. So for those of you who are listening to this, at this point in time, you need to drop what you're doing, get on your computer, go to Amazon, and, and look for Dr. Alan Patterson, burn, I have to read this because I got dyslexia. Earlier I was saying burn bridges, build ladders, but that's not the name of the book. It's burn ladders, build bridges, pursuing work with meaning and purpose. How can they find, how can people find the both of you? And we'll go ladies first this time. <laughs> sure. Well, if, if you head over to ladderburners.com and go to the team page, you'll, you'll find connections for both Alan and myself, but yeah, you'll, you'll find connections for me on LinkedIn. Um, and yeah, ladderburners.com is your best bet to find information about us and about the book. And there's a blog, you can sign up for email newsletters. It's going to feature a combination of just general real world career advice and tips and a little bit of snark from, from Alan um, along the way, some sneak peeks about the book. Um and, and there's there's also some stories like Alan had mentioned earlier. Ladder burning is not cookie cutter. It's not one size fits all. There's multiple arrays of doing it, multiple, you know, different stories that are tied to it. And so the the people that are out there doing that, we're, we're capturing their stories. And so uh, you can find that at ladderburners.com as well. I highly suggest that you get on their mailing list because that's when my eyes opened up and I got this, that, that email and it was from Alan and I went, what the heck is this? Oh wow! This is I mean it was it just I, I even said something said something you to did, you. Yeah, who does you, you? You did. Yeah, yeah. Who 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 does what? Because this is awesome and, and it's 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 very appealing to the eyes. Alan, how can people get get a hold of you? Uh, maybe outside of going to the uh, the team page. Well, you can go to uh, <laughs> <somewhere> <laughs> ladderburners.com. Or I also have another email address at a Patterson at mentori. That's mentor with an e.com. 
uh, probably the best way to get me uh, would be the email. You didn't want trouble. You didn't want trouble. Oh, I had trouble. Yeah, no trouble at ladderburners.com. That just makes me very proud. (laughs) I mean, actually, I don't get much spam there. Uh, Jenny, you must have set that up. It's like, dear Dr. Trouble. (laughs) And I like the respect. Dr. Trouble. <laughs> Doc, Doc, yeah. That's going to stick now. <laughs> um, I'm sending an email to Pam Devine as soon as we're done. Just, we refer to Alan as Dr. Trouble, and she will probably go, oh, God, that's perfect for him. Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, I can't thank you enough for being on, on my podcast. Uh, I, I I know this book will be a big success. Check in with me. I'll check in with you guys to see yeah. how, how the book is doing and see how you're doing. And, and um, we got to get you on two more times because you got to get the jacket. Yeah, I, I definitely. <laughs> I definitely got to go. I'm going for the green, the green, the blue jacket. <laughs> the blue jacket. Exactly. Well, thank you guys very much. Thank and, you so much. Uh, best of luck with the book. And, and pleasure meeting you, Jenny. Right. Oh. Oh, thank you, Thanks. Peter. I want to thank Alan and Jenny for their thoughts and ideas on what it takes to be a ladder burner and a bridge builder. Fascinating conversation. Now remember, there are people who prefer to say yes, and there are people who prefer to say no. Those who say yes are rewarded by the adventures they have, and those who say no are rewarded by the safety they attain. Be a yes person. Thank you for listening. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.